BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hey, friends. How's everybody doing? Hope you're having a fantastic week. Thrilled to be here. I have a ton of voicemails, so I'm going to get into those very quickly. Um, But I want to just kind of give you an update. What's happening? What's going on? To answer your questions, no, I did not end up going to Spain. People still can't really figure that out. Hopefully going to go in September, but I just had too much on the plate. She's been busy, locked and loaded, which is a good thing. Dude, I, I basically didn't work for a year and a half, so I am so fucking thrilled to be getting out on the road and like feeling alive again. I cannot wait to see you all. We still have some tickets left in some cities. Heatherontour.com. Get your tickets now. Again, that's Heatherontour.com. I really would love to see you out. I am so thrilled. We still have some tickets left for San Antonio, which is the first big show out of the gate. So if you can't come, you know, if if you're missing me in Houston, it's sold out in Austin. We haven't announced Dallas yet. That won't be till next year. But if you want to come to San Antonio, it's going to be a friggin' blast. I'd love to see you there. What's happening? Um, I've been knee deep in Olympics footage and, you know, truly having one of those moments where I sit on the couch eating some sort of keto chip that's fucking gross. And I wish I was just able to eat a regular chip and I'm not even keto. I just feel guilty about putting anything in my body that isn't, you know, just loaded with trans fats and zero carbs. But I really did have that moment watching the diving. Can't fucking figure it out how you score it. To me, they all look like they're in sync. They all have a minimal splash. They're all twisted as fuck. I can't tell one dive from the other. And I just want y'all to know, I begged for a job at the Olympics, begged, embarrassingly, got down on my hands and knees. It was like, NBC, I love you guys. Please send me. Can I be honest with you? I think I didn't get the job because I failed the questionnaire about diving. They're like, how do you know whether or not it's a good dive? I was like, they're all great. I couldn't fucking do that. And that's the reason why I did not get picked <laughs> as a correspondent to go to the games. Still very bitter and upset about it. You know, shout out to Simone, Simone Biles for just being like, um, um, whatever. You know, I need to take a break. Focus on me. You know, you think about the pressure that they put on these athletes and it's, it's unbelievable. And I don't know really what happened. And I, I'm not here to speculate, 
She got injured. You know, she just knew this wasn't the time. I, I can only imagine, you know, you have all these fucking documentaries out about what a stellar athlete she is. She's the greatest of all time. I can only imagine. Michael Phelps nearly had like six mental breakdowns. Don't blame him. I scream at the TV at these swimmers. Like I could even go down and back doing a, a light sidekick. Couldn't do it. Don't have the stamina. I do have the shoulders for butterfly. Was good at butterfly, but but I'm, I, I don't, I can't do a long game. Told you this before. I've had multiple personal trainers that have said, you're more of a short burst kind of gal. You are not in it for the long haul. I get winded easily and that's on me. But I think about what I scream just out of sheer excitement at the TV at these athletes. God only imagine what they get, the DMs. You know, I have some friends who are professional football players and they've gone to the Super Bowl and I'll hold those relationships close to the chest because uh, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging too much. But anyways, I had a friend who went to the Super Bowl and he was like, yeah, the year we didn't win, we all got crazy death threats. Like people are fucking nuts. So I listen, I'm all for take care of yourself. Say no when you want to. Saying no is fucking refreshing. And we also don't know all the facts. And if the facts come out by the time this podcast airs, I don't fucking know what to tell you. All I know is, hell yeah, Suni Lee, get it, girl. Her eyelash extensions were popping during the floor routine. What else is going on? Playing golf. Oh, got to play golf with Rick Ross. Can't skirt by that. Uh, these wonderful, great, wonderful ladies out of the PGA Tour um, invited us down to East Lake, which is a very prestigious club here in Atlanta. And they host the Players' Championship, which is basically the best of the best at the end of the year. Oh, well, it's late September, end of the season. And um, it was a big deal. So Jeff, I have, I've allowed Jeff, not allowed, excuse me. I've given Jeff the opportunity to meet a couple of his really big idols. And some of these uh, stories I'll say for, the, for when you come out on tour, or really spill the beans on who he's gotten to, to meet in the last year. But his number one, he's had this written down for 10 years. He loves Rick Ross. It's his favorite person ever. And Rick Ross was there. And so it was like Rick Ross and I, and we got to meet him. And, and Jeff just... You know, I put some of the photos on Instagram and the way that Jeff lit up, like he, I've never seen him so happy and smiley and in love. I mean, he loves the boss. They talked about beards. They talked about hot wings. Rick Ross owns Wingstop. So Rick Ross started following Jeff on Instagram. I thought, I literally thought he was just going to drive up because, and it happened while we were driving. I was like, oh my God, Jeff, Rick Ross now follows you. I thought he was just going to drive off a cliff. You know, that's when you peak. It's like, sure. What else is there to live for? You've already peaked. That was a big moment. So he's trying to manifesting. He's trying to manifest playing cards with him, going, hanging out, you know, picking up some wing stop, like vibing, drinking some of that Bel Air Rosé. Like he's just really like, I'm all in. And I, I listen, I'm, I'm so happy that I got to facilitate that moment and that Jeff really got to, you know, take his dick, put it next to Rick's dick and just kind of let them, that energy, that energy rub together. And it was a very, very sexual moment. And I'm very happy for both of them. So- Looks like I've been cut out of the picture. Picking up my golf game, doing the most, trying to get back in shape, just doing it all. But I cannot wait to see you guys on the road. I am so fucking thrilled to be working and twerking again. And this fucking Delta variant better not do me dirty dog wrong. So all I got to say is take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. Who the fuck knows what's going on? I don't. You probably don't know either. But I was going through the voicemails this week and they are so out of control and so funny. So I want to get right into them. Enough about me, more about you. Without further ado, let's get into it. As always, you can call into the hotline 800-213-7503. Love you, mean it. And let's get into it. If you don't have Honey downloaded, 
to your web browser, you're out of your damn mind. I, I, I don't even know the, the scientific technology behind this because I can't even get the words out. I get so excited about honey. I downloaded this. I was like, okay, how much money am I actually going to save? I kid you not, I save so much money. Essentially what happens is you're, you're perusing on a website and you're like, okay, um, I'm looking at this thing. Da, 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 I want to buy some stuff. And then honey will pop up and it'll say, hey, we found a bunch of different coupons online and we're going to apply those at the end. And then you save a ton of money. Honey is over 17 million members members over $2 billion of savings. That's incredible. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in seconds. What are you doing with your life? Get Honey. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. I've never recommended something I don't use. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash absolutely. Again, that's joinhoney.com slash absolutely. And you will literally start to save money on the things that you're already buying online. This is a no-brainer. An absolutely yes is to going to joinhoney.com slash absolutely and downloading today. Hi, Heather. This is Emily from Boston. I'm going to get right to the chase. Um, my roommate is a good friend of mine and she decided to move out and it's been a little bit of tension between us. She said she'd move her stuff out gradually. And I wake up one Saturday morning, all of her shit is gone. All of her shit is gone. And I'm pretty confused. Try to reach out to her. Don't hear anything back. Fast forward. It's Monday. I'm at work. I get a call from our mutual friend saying, Hey, Emily, can you tell me about the dildo in your apartment? I say, hey, I'm at work. Can I call you back? Anyway, I eventually get down to the root of this issue. And apparently my third roommate has a dildo that's a tool, like a, a joke toy that she left out in a common space. And apparently it was pointing at my roommate who moved out room. And she believed that I was placing this penis or this dildo in suggestive places around our apartment to make her feel not wanted. So I'm at work on a freaking Monday and I get a call saying, Hey, by the way, you antagonized someone with a dildo and they moved out. So I tried to rise above. I uh, left her a little note saying, you know, I apologize that you felt this way. However, I just wanted to clear the air and let you know that one, that's not my dildo. Two, if I had a problem with you, I'd just talk to you. I wouldn't really antagonize you with a dildo. So absolutely freaking not for people assuming the worst in people. I just, I can't. All right. Love you. Love and light. Emily from Boston. Got to be honest with you. I've never heard more of a Boston problem in my life. And what's that? It's a communal dildo. Okay, Emily, there's a lot to break down here, but I'm ready. My sleeves are rolled up. My pussy is clenched and I'm ready to dive in. Wow. Ooh, okay. How do, where do we even start? I mean, I've been on this earth 34 years. I have a decently, fairly, you know, very popular, I'm trying to be humble about it, podcast. And I never thought in, in, in all those 34 years on this earth and every moment that I laid in bed looking at my future and, and manifesting my dreams that I think that this is where I'd be at, discussing uh, a communal dildo in an apartment. But you know what? God puts you in interesting places. And I know that he wants me to crack this case and bring y'all back together. So let me just roll up the sleeves and dive in. First and foremost, I'm going to just throw this out there. Your roommate who moved out, your friend who moved out over the said uh, communal dildo sounds like a little bitch. Going to be honest with you. I have never in a million years had a problem with a roommate 
where we couldn't just talk it out over a margarita. You know what I'm saying? Also, side note, I mean, how much do we think it really is a funny dildo? You know what I mean? I'm sure your friend, like, it rolled out of her bag one day and she's like, oh my God, that's my joke dildo. It's probably what she really likes and uses. And that's okay. And I'm not trying to sex shame her. But you know, when everyone's like, that's stop. That's a funny one. That's, I would never put that near my face. And you're like, but you do. You actually, you know, what's her name? Your name's Emily. I feel like she's probably a, like a Clarissa. It's like, Clarissa, come on. We all know. We know, sweetie. We know you sleep with that dildo next to your face every night. You know, I'm, I'm a tummy sleeper. I sleep face down. And I like to have one arm slid underneath the pillow and then the other just kind of resting on the top of the pillow. So she could have that quote unquote funny joke dildo underneath the pillow resting on her arm, you know, just to keep it close. But I will say everything about this other other chick who got upset, who said you passively, aggressively left a dildo out to make her uncomfortable. I know that you want to mend the friendship, but to me, this just seems insane. If somebody is going to be that fucking upset over a good time dildo, I don't think you, Emily, you seem like a fun bitch. You live in Boston. Boston ladies like to rage. You know, I got sent a whole packet of sex toys and my mom opened up my the box because, you know, she, there is no privacy in our home and she believes that what's mine is hers. So I get this gifted box. I open, she opens it up, lays out like six vibrators, handcuffs, all this stuff. I did not order it. It was sent from a company, okay? If I did order it, I would just tell you. My mom was grabbing things left and right. She said, can I have this? Can I have that? I'm like, okay, Boston Robin, pump the brakes. Can a bitch browse the gift section? So I know how I know how hussies are from Boston. They get to the point. You're scrappy. You're hustling. But the fact of the matter is, maybe she was jealous of the dildo. I don't know what this girl's insecurity over it was, but it's not your problem. Okay? It's not your problem. Point blank, period. You know, she... God, and what a passive-aggressive fucking thing. Like, I, I get to the point. You're telling me you're going to move out? You gonna move out in an hour over a dildo? If I was, if I still had roommates, well, I mean, I do, my mother and my husband, but if I had roommates, like if I was in an apartment and there was just a dildo that was just showing up, I'd maybe put a little hat on it, you know, get it a sweater, dress it up, play along with the game. Or I don't know, just open your door, raise your hand and go, hey, who the fuck's dildo is this? See who claims it. You know, I've never understood people when they're like, I just left. I'm just leaving. Didn't realize you were gone. But then don't bother me when I'm, don't make something out of nothing and then make it my problem. You know, I have this relationship with this one woman in my life and she just sits on her couch and is mad all the time about anything I do say or whatever. And it's hard. It's hard. I'm like, while you're sitting around steaming about something that I have no idea you're upset about, I'm out living my life. You know, your roommate could have said, hey guys, this is making me uncomfortable. Whose dildo is this? Can we lock it up? Or I don't know, put it in the hall closet. But instead she's got to move out, which then makes you have to scramble to figure out who's going to pay the rent. Not only did she move out, but now she's going to bother you while you're working at, I don't know, some insurance company. Maybe you're at the water cooler at State Farm on a Monday and she's going to text you about the dildos. Now get out of here. You're better off without her. 
I mean, I, I hope I hope she does well. I hope she comes around and figures her shit out. But I'm sorry. Loose sex items on a coffee table is the funniest thing ever. I dare you. I dare you. If you're in a communal apartment, go down to Spencer's Gifts or one of those stores, get a butt plug, just put it in the fridge. Clean, obviously, unused. That's very unsanitary. Don't, new, like right out of the wrapper. Just put it next to, I don't know, the creamer, the nut pods. See what your roommates do. All have a laugh, come together, watch a episode of Outer Banks on Netflix and just fucking giggle. Life's too short. Life's too short to not share a dildo. All right, let's get to the next voicemail. You want to feel like you're in Malibu, you have a house by the beach and you're, you've got that gorgeous tan, but your skin is so buttery, soft, smooth. Well, you don't have to pretend because if you get Osea Malibu, which is, I'm obsessed with their shit. I started using all of their skin oils, and then basically reached out to them. And they were like, hey, we'll become partners in the podcast. That's how much I love their stuff. Here's the deal. They have this algae body oil, and they've recently incorporated Andaria, which I'm adding, an, an, I'm sure, a little extra flair to it. But it's a specific oil that basically, I get out of the shower, I put the Andaria algae body oil put it on my body when I'm still just a little bit moist, like a padded off. And I cannot even begin to describe how luxurious, rich, not greasy or sticky the oil feels. And if you've really been out in the sun or, you know, you feel a little extra dry, put the oil on and then top it off with some of their fantastic lotion on top. Oh my God, you are going to feel so, so, so luxurious. Osea soaks responsibly source underia algae in barrels of oils for up to six months. Now, listen, this is really, it sounds scientific. It also sounds hippy-dippy. All I know is that it's that good, good. Okay, I don't even think I'm doing this justice. I love their products. I have all their oils, all their lotion. I have this deep protecting cream that I use on my face and I'm obsessed with their stuff. They are made clean, safe skincare products since 1996. Vegan and cruelty-free, responsibly sourced, plant-derived ingredients, good for your skin and for the planet. It's also female-founded and family-operated by a mother and daughter team. You can try Osea risk-free for 30 days and get free shipping on orders over $50. They even send free samples with every order. And get 10% off your first order with my promo code absolutely at oseamalibu.com. That's 10% off your code absolutely at oseamalibu. That's oseamalibu.com. Hi, Heather. It's Jessie from Tampa. I did see you when you came to perform here, but it was not me who shit her pants. But anywho, my absolutely not is when they decide to announce wedding parties during a wedding reception. So then you're stuck there with this awkward guy, Kyle. You say, all right, Kyle, you're kind of hot, but you don't have a job. So what's the game plan? You know, are we going to go do some stupid humiliating dance where when they announce their names, you go bump hips or something like that? Or maybe we could do something extremely unoriginal, like everyone else who just went out there, um, maybe chug a beer, you know, cheers. It's just, it's so annoying. I actually saw a video just recently from a friend's wedding where the couple actually decided to go do a trust fall, which is the most insane thing I've ever heard. The poor woman runs out there, barely even plants her feet and just commits a hundred percent. Well, this idiot guy, he literally forgets about it. He's looking the other way completely. And she just absolutely slams down to the ground, like a stack of potatoes, just slams on the brick and humiliated herself in front of hundreds of people. So that's definitely an absolutely not from me. Love you. Jesse from Tampa. This hits hard. I've been doing a little bit more wedding planning, even though it's a full year away. And I got to be honest with you, nothing makes me more uncomfortable than when you're sitting 
at your table, you know, you're at table number 10 at a wedding and then the wedding party comes in and the DJ announces it and each bridesmaid and groomsman walks in or runs in and it's always like, I need all of you tonight for all we know. We might not get tomorrow. And the DJ's like, okay, coming up next, you know her from, I guess, uh, Instagram. You don't really know her. She has three followers. And he works at Bank of America. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got Trisha and Kent. And then they run in and they've already changed out of their heels. And now they both have on like the same color converse. You know what I mean? They've got on like purple converts, like, whoa, crazy. And these horrible men's warehouse suit. And she's probably got a very itchy, uncomfortable dress from God knows where. And then they run in and these two have never met. And I'm talking about one of the groomsmen and one of the bridesmaids, okay? They haven't really met. They only hung out a little bit, maybe having a couple Jaeger shots before they all walk down the aisle. And there's sexual tension. You already know there's sexual tension between Trisha and Kent. They're the only two ones who are maybe single, in the wedding party and then they come out and he's like sweaty and uncomfortable. He's like, but right before they run out, he's like, "Uh, okay, so I was thinking, oh, I was thinking maybe like, since we're both in our converse, you know what I mean? We could do um, like a quick, I don't know, do you want to touch a slide? Do you want a tootsie slide? Or maybe, uh, okay, hold on, hold on. I got a, I got a, I got a fireball little travel size in my inside pocket. Okay. So what's going to happen is I'm going to ice you, but it's not with the smart off ice. It's with the fireball. Oh, you're allergic to cinnamon. Fuck. Yeah. This will be great. So, um, I'm going to ice you, but with the fireball. So it's actually fire you. And then, you know, you're going to have to get down on one knee and then you're going to have to chug this fireball. And then once your face blows up and you go into anaphylactic shock, it'll be fucking great. We'll put it on TikTok. You cool with that? Are you cool with that? And Trisha's like, I just thought we were going to fuck later. I didn't realize I had to do this shit. And it's so awkward because then you just have the DJ (laughs) still, he's always screaming too. I don't know why he has to scream. And then there's like a couple claps. It's like Trisha and Kit. He's at a volume 600. And then there's like a couple people being like, Yay. It's just, it's so uncomfortable and awkward. I love that you witnessed a trust fall gone wrong. I mean, I've never really heard of a trust fall going right. We used to do those in cheerleading. You know, I gotta be honest with you. Would I let my, my, my future daughter cheerlead? Absolutely not. There were moments where I, my life flashed before my eyes multiple times and I was on the bottom. I was solid like a rock. I still almost got hurt. So you're telling me you witnessed a bitch run out, probably in her like lavender converse under her dress, went out for a hard trust fall and the guy didn't catch her. And you know what? She probably has a broken tailbone, but it's, it's always something. There's always like the dueling groomsmen and the bridesmaids and the bridesmaids never want to do it. They never want to like throw a football to you in the middle of the dance floor. They never want to get iced. You know, it's always the guy tries to pick up one of the bridesmaids. He hasn't been to CrossFit in years. His knees buckle. Then she's insecure because she's now basically sat on his face in front of grandma because he couldn't pick her up. Unbelievably uncomfortable for the entire wedding party involved, guests included. And then the DJ is just still so hyped up on Red Bull. He's like, hey, shit, she's hot on his face. Here, here, I want all of you tonight. And like Trisha was going to sleep with Kent. She was like, listen, we're single. 
you know, he's got kind of got a male pattern baldness cowlick thing going on the back of his neck, but whatever, I can look past that. And then as soon as he pulled out a fireball out of his men's warehouse suit, and she kept reiterating, I'm allergic to cinnamon. And he said, this will be great. She realized it wasn't going to happen. Actually, that might be where the communal dildo came from because she went home drunk from the wedding searched through the house, found her dildo, was so drunk, probably used it on the communal couch and then just left it out there and then tried to, you know, play it off like it was a joke. I'm just saying, I'm connecting the dots here. Yeah, we got to stop this wedding party shit at at a wedding. It's like, just because you put on sneakers, just because you took off your formal shoes and put on sneakers does not mean you now get to act like an absolute asshole. (laughs) You know what I'm saying. It's even worse when you make guys wear a three-piece suit, like a vest, and they've now taken off their dinner jacket or their 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 uh, tux jacket. And then they walk in and they have on, they're like, oh, fuck, what are the Oakley shades? And the guy's got his tuxedo jacket and his three-piece suit that does not fit and is now Converse, his light purple Converse. He's like, oh, what's up? I'm one of the groomsmen. I've given about 12 girls HPV this weekend, but I'm one of the groomsmen. You know, I'm doing my own wedding planning and Jeff and I have honestly, now that we've planned this thing, I'd say 65 times. I'm like, I don't even need bridesmaids anymore. Side note, all of my bridesmaids are currently with child, about breastfeeding, got ripped, tipped to taint. So they're in no mood. I already told them, I said, ladies, are you guys cool? If we don't do this whole bridesmaids things, I'll buy you a fucking dress. Like I'll get you a hot, sexy dress. But I know I'm not asking y'all to walk. I told Jeff, I said, maybe just have you two best men. I'll have my maid of honor, which is my sister and my man of honor, which is right. And let's call it a day. I At no point do I need one of Jeff's buddies to pick my sister up, swing her around the dance floor with a three-piece suit on and his vest that he's busting out of. I'm good. It's a wrap. Also, there's a lot of traditional things that I can't do. Can't do a father-daughter dance because he's dead. (laughs) I want to love you tonight. For all we know, your dad might be in Mexico. God, I am... Sometimes when I record these podcasts, I am, I'm currently alone in my office. I giggle to myself so fucking hard. And if you are not driving down the freeway right now, giggling to yourself, I don't know what to fucking tell you. This is fire today. Fire. I feel it. I love Olive in June. And I'll tell you why. Because when the pandemic hit and all of us were trying to figure out how to do our own damn nails, we all panicked. And Olive in June sent me the most amazing box. They have this amazing at-home box. And I'm doing my toes all the time with it. And I've kept up with it. And it's my jam. And it is, I think they have some of the absolute best products on the market. And here's the thing. You can't possibly, you know, you think you can't possibly do your 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 toes, or your nails by yourself. Well, you can. Salon manis are getting so out of control. It's ridiculous. You go and get your a mani-pedi with a little extra stone massage, you're spending over $200. It's insane. And they always end up chipping. But here's the deal. You've got the Olive and June Manny system. And now you know DIY manis that look salon perfect and last seven plus days are possible. 
Plus, everyone always asks what salon you go to, but guess what we're doing them for ourselves. Here's the deal. How easy is this system? Well, it's only five steps and it comes with a poppy, a patented brush handle that makes it so easy to paint with both of your hands. It's affordable. The Manny system with six polishes breaks down to about $2 a manicure. I used to spend $30 for 35, honestly, plus for one gel Manny. The polish is amazing. My friends, sisters, mother, everybody would ask me if it was gel. And I was like, no, it did not chip. It's just that shiny and gorgeous because why it's olive and June. Here's the thing. Get new nails in your life and you can do it at home. Get 20% off your first Manny system when you use promo code absolutely at oliveandjune.com. That's O-L-I-V-E and J-U-N-E, oliveandjune.com. We're done with expensive bad Manny's. This is the new us, okay? Get it. Get 20% off your first mini system when you use promo code absolutely at oliveandjune.com. Ugh, you know, also really confusing. Do you do a buffet? Do you do a seated dinner? Do you do stations? There's so many fucking things that you have to choose going into a wedding. The one thing I can 100% without a doubt, for sure, I am not introducing a wedding party. My wedding party is probably gonna be in the fucking bathroom pumping to get fresh milk or to pump the Jaeger out of their titties so they don't poison their children. I am not asking them to do a trust fall with a New Jersey Italian that is one of Jeff's buddies. I'm not asking them to do that. I'm just saying. You're welcome, ladies. Godspeed. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. This is Katie in Grand Rapids, Michigan. My absolutely not for you is the fact that yesterday... Um, I learned that sperm can survive inside the human mouth for five days. And now I'm just concerned like, okay, I work at a hospital. I'm a doctor. I got, you know, nurses that I'm friends with and stuff. We get fancy Starbucks drinks on, on days like today on Fridays. This girl, Ashley, you know, I take a sip of her Frappuccino because I wanted to, she let me try it. And now I'm like, what if she gave a blowjob, had sperm in her mouth, got on her cup. Now I got the sperm from her guy in my mouth. And like somehow through some other means, I end up getting pregnant from sperm from someone else's mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like I five days, that is a massive window of time. No wonder everyone gets pregnant. Like no wonder. I mean, I have an IUD, so I'm not like actually worried about it. But like in general, people are just like, I didn't know I was pregnant. Like that TLC show and stuff. Maybe it's in the mouth for five days. That's unnecessary. People are popping out kids left and right. Okay. That sounds insensitive because of the fertility issues. I, I regret that statement now. But I'm just saying like overall, as a planet, we making babies. Katie, Dr. Katie, excuse me, I should say, from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Wow, okay. All right, this explains a lot. If y'all were wondering, hey, Heather, how come we have a new variant of COVID, the Delta? Hey, Heather, how come we really don't know what's going on? It's because of doctors like Katie, who also just found out semen can live in your mouth for five days. Think about it. If we've known about semen for that long and Katie, very highly intelligent, Katie is just finding out about semen in the mouth, we're going to be in COVID for the next 25 years. I'm just, I'm giving you a heads up. And that's no hate 
or no hater shade to Dr. Katie. She sounds like a phenomenal practitioner. I'm just saying if she is just now finding out that drinking a frappuccino from a nurse who may give off a fairly promiscuous vibe could maybe make her pregnant with that nurse's boyfriend, semen, we're fucked. We really are. And this is wild. I mean, semen can live in the body for five days. That's why, you know, you got to have the friggin' ovulation tracker and all that shit. That's crazy. But if we're, if she is just figuring it out, because Katie, everything about your voice, everything about the way things were clicking, I could see the, I could actually physically hear the wheels turning as you were discovering these new elements, these new elements of, I guess, medicine, of life. I mean, this is a real shocker to a lot of us, but it's specifically to you as a physician. It's a little, it's a little touch and go for me emotionally. I mean, if you're now just figuring out that you can get pregnant from somebody else's Starbucks order from sampling it. Also, I feel like I'm just throwing this out there. I feel like rule number one is, especially in COVID, you you should not, you should have like popped the top off, moved the straw to the side and just <laughs> taken a little off the rim. Do you know what I mean? I feel like the number one thing you should not have done, and I am not anywhere close to being, you know, giving medically sound advice is not drink out of the straw. You know what I mean? I mean, am I crazy? I've been living on the edge these days. But, you know, this is good to know. I drink, you know, I used to drink, well, maybe before COVID, I would drink after anybody. I didn't give a shit. You know what I mean? You could have a cold sore. I'm like, it's fine. It's dormant in everybody, I'm sure. I Like, I just, I really lived life on the edge. I told y'all before, I allowed a, a woman to give me a, a B12 shot at a show once. She was hammered. Loved her. I'm still so grateful for that B12 shot. But in retrospect, was it the smartest idea? Probably not. Did I do it? Sure did. You know, and I, if anybody's like, you could be a podiatrist and this is no hate or shade to foot doctors, but you could be a podiatrist and I would ask you about like, hey, you know, can you look at my left lip? Something of my vagina, something's going on. You know, I, I really trust doctors with my whole heart. And this is why now I'm a little razzle dazzle, worked up confused because- Dr. Katie over here didn't know you could get pregnant from a Starbucks straw. And I got to think about, maybe I really am that infertile because I have been drinking after everyone. Now, obviously COVID has put the kibosh on that. But um, I mean, if we were in soccer practice in high school and you know, when you're, you start to get a little foamy at the mouth because you're running that hard, I would grab a Gatorade straight out of the bitch's hand. And you know, after she's already foamed at the mouth, I would drink it down. Never had mono, which is very surprising to me. Make out whore. I've kissed everybody. I've licked everyone. But I didn't know. So maybe I really am that infertile. The fact that I've been drinking after everyone, not a scare. Wow, this is bringing up something deeper. Didn't expect it to go there, but God, it's like tumbleweeds down there. You know, I was having a conversation with one of my friends the other day. She's got kids and I was like, when am I going to have that moment that I'm, that I, I, I want a baby? I'm not in baby mode whatsoever. I love my friend's babies. I'm more in like a, like if somebody handed me a seven-year-old, which this sounds creepy, it is not. But if somebody handed me a seven-year-old, I like kids. I don't understand babies. I'm not, I don't, I, I don't feel that. Like I don't connect with that love. Also, Dr. Katie, just because my ADD is all over the place, don't worry, you did not say anything offensive by saying 
I'm just, these are, these are the facts. You did not offend me by bringing this up. But I don't know, what is it? I'd rather hang out with a seven-year-old who I can kind of shoot the shit with, have a, have a conversation with, you know, do kid stuff, go to movies. The baby thing that like that attachment, I just, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I don't know. Maybe that means my maternal clock isn't ticking. Maybe that means I just need to go ahead and adopt, you know, two 14-year-olds from Uzbekistan that can, you know, play golf with me. I don't know what that looks like. But I, I was telling Jeff the other day, I was like, I have no desire for a baby, but I do have a desire for like a cool kid who I could, you know, parent, love on, be sweet to, help nurture them, and then, you know, go play 18. That's kind of where I'm at. Is that bad? But regardless, back to the fact that if you thought we were going to get out of COVID any fucking time soon, we are not. And that's because we don't know what the fuck is going on. And if you're listening to this while you're laying in bed with COVID for the second, third, fourth fucking time, or, you know, you're vaccinated and you just got it for the first time, I don't know what to tell you because Dr. Katie has no fucking idea what's going on. So that's where we're at. We are up Shit's Creek without the paddle. We don't even have the kayak anymore. Our life vest is hanging on by one buckle. That's really getting caught in the downstream. At this point, the the lifesaver needs to be ripped off because it's actually bringing us down. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck to tell you guys. You can get pregnant over a fucking Frappuccino and you know I don't fuck with Starbucks. They burned me bad in my vagina during COVID, still triggered, have scar tissue. Has my attorney done anything? No, I need a call right now. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. This is Rachel calling from California, from Northern California. Sometimes I feel like I do need to make that clarification. I have an absolutely yes. I just read something that is giving me so much hope and joy and peace of mind. Apparently, all of our parents, all the baby boomers, the reason that they have these like narcissistic personality disorders and the reason they can't empathize and the reason they say all lives matter and all this bullshit is because they were just exposed to so much lead as children. It's lead poisoning. Lead poisoning, one of the number one symptoms, one of the number one issues is that it causes mental disease and causes these narcissistic personality disorders. And uh, I'm just, I'm feeling so relieved about it. It gives me so much peace of mind to know that when I argue with my parents about these things, they just mentally, it's like a, a chemical reason that they can't understand what's going on and they can't have empathy and they can't see anything except for their little bubbles that they live in. So I just wanted to share that. Also, at my preschool in the late 80s, we absolutely had a fire truck uh, that we could play on that they took away my last year I was there because the paint was definitely lead paint. So, I mean, I could absolutely have this disorder too. And maybe that's why I'm thinking this and thinking that it's okay that my family members have narcissistic personality disorder and I'm finding comfort in that. Maybe I need to, you know, check that out myself, but you know, love and light. Thank you for everything. You have absolutely kept my spirit up through the last, I don't know, however long this bullshit pandemic is almost. Oh Lord. Love you, Heather. Bye. This is such a great point. Lead paint. Why didn't we think about it? You know, I used to say asbestos. This makes sense. This checks out. If you're having a problem with a boomer, it's probably because they they have metal heavy metal poisoning. And that, you got to do a deep detox. Did not even think about it. You have that one kind of, you know, semi-racist grandma, not semi, full, full, full racist grandma 
And you're like, God, come on, Shirley, what? You're at the family reunion barbecue and she says something insane. And you're like, why? Not saying that this is excusing her behavior, but if you if you turn on the empathy and you go, oh, I got it, you know? She went to school during the Cuban Missile Crisis and while she was hiding under a desk, all the lead from the underbelly of the desk trickled down into her central nervous system. She's got lead poisoning. That's why this woman still is says horrible things. Makes sense to me. It's the narcissism though. That narcissism is really crazy in, in that age group. It's the narcissism. Now I've said my mom, she has this thing. She's not a narcissist. She She's just a misogynist. Like she loves her girls. But my sister and I always joke about it. Like she, whatever Jeff says is right. Even though I could be the one going out on stage about to perform the thing, but she would take Jeff's advice over mine any day. And there are days where I'm like, what the fuck, mom? So that might be, she. that may be a little bit more touch of um, rayon. You know, that might be a rayon thing. But for sure, the narcissism definitely comes from lead. And I, goddamn, you know, it's like we fix problems and we realize things on this this podcast. And that is honestly, at the end of the day, that's all I can ask from y'all and all you can ask from me is that we are working this out together. Remember when somebody would vomit in the classroom, in your carpeted classroom, and they came and they brought that powder that kind of looked like laundry detergent. They'd sprinkle that powder. It's usually like pink all over the carpet. And then it was supposed to absorb the smell, but there doesn't matter. It would still smell that sweet. Ooh, I can't, I can't, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not gonna, not gonna really drive this message home, but you know what I'm saying? That to me, th- that the chemicals that were in that is probably why our generation has no work ethic. You know what I'm saying? That's probably it. Well, no, actually our generation, if you're a millennial, you have a work ethic. Actually, I'm sorry. It's the Gen Zers that don't want to do anything. That's what it is. So what's our our issue? We have crippling anxiety. Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, also, if you're a millennial, you've lived through like two economic recessions, you know, like a war or two. I mean, we've really, we really weren't set up for success. So if the boomers have lead poisoning, that leads to narcissism. If my mom, she's at the, I guess she's like a medium boomer. She's like a millennial boomer. She's a little bit of a misogynist because of rayon. And then we have, we had to ingest that powder, that carpet powder. And that's why we have anxiety. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if we did just a light research, a very, I don't know, simple, small sample group of people in their mid thirties, because every single person I know has crippling anxiety about the future, about what's going to happen. And I can justify it. I've always said I'd be a great therapist. It's because when we got out of college, we were at the top. We thought, okay, this is our moment. We've done the work. I highly regret saying we, we are lazy. It's the generation below us. We did the work. We put in the hours. We did the studying. And then the world shat on us. And we all had to move in back with our parents. And now this is like the third or fourth time that we have now moved back in with our parents because everyone got let go during COVID. So our generation specifically is anxious as fuck. You have narcissism, you have misogyny, you have anxiety, and then you have laziness. And I don't know what's next. You know, what are my kids going to be? Jaywalkers? Probably. Because they won't know how to cross the street because there won't be streets because we're going to be in the sky. Either the, you could take it two ways, either the rapture or we're just, some, you know, flying saucers. I don't know how that goes, but thank you. Thank you for doing that scientific research. You know, PIMDAS, I don't remember what that means, but regardless, that's the, that's a bullet point on that one. It's time to get more of what you want and less of what you don't. 
less stress at work, more fun in the sun, less to do on your plate, more tacos on your plate, less thinking about the big picture, more margaritas by the pitcher. It's time for an all-inclusive beach vacation. CheapCaribbean.com has got you covered. You're so close to chilling in Jamaica, partying in Cancun, or relaxing in the Riviera Maya. All-inclusive means you get more food, more drinks, and more fun. Cheap Caribbean has no change fees when you book at a Cheap Caribbean resort and add trip protection so you can book with confidence. Less money, less worry, more beach. Right now, you can take $100 off your next beach vacay when you visit CheapCaribbean.com slash absolutely dash not. That's CheapCaribbean.com slash absolutely dash not to get a great deal. We'll see you on the beach. Again, that's CheapCaribbean.com slash absolutely dash not. All right, let's get to the last voicemail. Hey, Heather, huge fan. Have an absolutely yes for you. So we just moved into this neighborhood and it's a great house, but some of the electricity on the outside is a little wonky and our lights will flash at night like we're having some kind of satanic experience in the house. So I pretty much always leave them off. But of course, my husband came home late one night, turned them on, forgot to turn them off. So we're sending out signals all night long through the windows of our garage. A couple of days later, my neighbor came up to me and she said, I was worried about you the other night. I saw your lights flashing from the garage and I thought you were trying to talk to me. And I said, what do you mean? She said, I thought you were talking to me through Morse code from the lights in your garage. Absolutely yes to women looking out for women. She sees flashing lights in the house and thinks, she might be in danger, girl. When no, I just have electricity on the fritz. But I love women looking out for women. Her husband didn't think anything of it, but she said, Molly might need my help. I love it. I'm here for it. Women run the world. Heather, love you. This is a wonderful, absolutely yes. Oh my God, I love this to the core of my being, deep down in my soul. This is fantastic. <laughs> this is great. You got a neighbor. Hey, 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 come here, girl. Meet me. You're like, why are you whispering in the bushes? Come, meet me. At the, meet me down by the by the mailbox. Don't blink. Keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. Hey, Janet, what's up? I was worried about you, girl. I was worried. I noticed the other night. Here I am sitting watching Dateline, watching that Dateline on a Friday. I noticed that you were sending me messages through your garage. What the hell's going on? You know, was that the Morris Code? That was the Morris Code. Do you know him? Do you know his code? Well, you, what is going on? And you're like, oh my God, no, that was just, um, no, that was just my, my, the short circuit. We have to have an electrician come on. Oh no, not in this neighborhood. No, no, no. You don't understand. Okay. Cheryl's three has it down. Then there's Debbie. Linda's at the front. Okay. We got Tammy three doors down. Do you know that one time, one time Tammy didn't want to have sex with her husband. She was, she was tapped out. She flashed three times. That sent a note over down the street to Sheila and Sheila said, I'll come over and finish it for you. It was dark. Nobody knew. You know what I mean? He didn't know the difference. I'm just letting you know that this is a community of women. You know, it's not the sisterhood of the traveling pants. It's a sisterhood of the Morris Code. And we've got your back. I, I was worried. I thought you were sending me a message, honey. I thought you were sending me a friggin' message. I thought it said, we're out of milk. Or, you know, there's a murderer in my home. It could go either way. So what I would suggest, because the Morris Code that you were sending me was really off. You said something about, ding, ding, ding. What was it? One, two, three. Three, five, five, something about beanie babies and frozen ravioli. And I didn't know what to do with that information. So what I would appreciate, you be my new neighbor, I would appreciate it if you took this Morse code handbook and learned a thing or two. And you're like, no, I, Janet, I promise you, it was just, it's, it, we got to get an electrician out. 
Yeah, well, and that's what they all say. Anybody checking with Elizabeth Smart? She was out in broad daylight in public. Blink twice, sweetie, and we had to save her. So if you think that I'm not going to come get your ass when the garage is flickering like that, either you're haunted, either your house is friggin' haunted, or you need milk. Either way, let us just know. And then just slaps, slaps the handbook in your hand. It's like, keep it in the bushes, though. Don't let your husband see you reading it. We don't trust him. And then just goes back into her garage. <laughs> That's how I imagine that conversation went down. I love that. God, you know, I've told a lot of y'all to get rid of your friends, said how much I hate wedding parties, you know, really let you know that we're probably going to be in COVID for the next six years because we didn't know we could get pregnant by drinking after the same straw that the sperm lives in your mouth five days. You're exhausted. You don't want to deal with your friend. But at the end of the day, it's bitches like Janet who remind us why we do what we do, why we have a sense of community because we're looking out for each other. You know, Janet's inspired me. I need to start taking Taekwondo lessons. I need to get back into mixed martial arts so that I can A, defend myself from Jeff in the garage. Also, should probably look at a Morris code. I mean, I know that there are dark parts of this podcast, but I feel like we're not that far off from maybe needing to use it. You know what I'm saying? Once the boomers really take us into the next war, I feel like we probably all need to sharpen our skills. Couldn't hurt. I follow a bunch of safety dudes on TikTok. One of them shows you like, you know, the gadgets and the tools that you need when you stay in a hotel room how you need to have like an like six extra deadbolt locks that you can buy on Amazon. And then you like connect it and you put a hanger through it. And so nobody could break the, the deadbolt to get into your room. Just smart things. I also saw this other gadget that's almost like an infrared um, red light that if you scan it across a hotel room, it'll show you whether or not there's hidden cameras in there. You know, you don't realize that the phone is actually recording you. Shit, you should know. Russia's been doing it forever. So, uh, hello, might want to sharpen your safety skills, ladies. But Morse code, that's fantastic. And I love that neighbor. And absolutely, yes, to all of us looking out for each other. Check in on your neighbors, check in on your friends, call them. But if they're upset, you can't come to their wedding, just fuck it. Let, let, let that one roll. They'll feel bad in a couple of years. I love you. I mean it. As always, you can call into the hotline, 800-213-7503. Love you, mean it. Thank you for always being here. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. Arrivederci. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.